were some reports earlier this evening about a large noise stemming from this area, and they are telling me now that it is a result of these large boxes that fell over. Oh my God! You can see there's debris, there's pieces of the boxes all over the ground, and yes, it's lucky red hat. However, there are rumors, and keep in mind they are just rumors at this point. But there are show personnel, also some superstars, who are telling me that these boxes falling over was no accident, and it was actually deliberate. He's a box. My boy's a box. Damn you! A box! Craig's alive. The only uh, Craig we care about. Lemon's <laughs> uh, actually isn't in the chat right now. That's harsh. What about Craig David? Craig David. He's trying, to, he's trying to get back in the news now. Is he? Oh, what is he doing? No, he's just clear. He's, he's uh, giving out about Bo Selector, saying that uh, it ruined his life, basically. Fuck oh, off. Well, he probably shouldn't have done it then, if he thinks that. You know, it's, like it's clearly him. He's the one who did it. Oh like, no, he wasn't. No, not like he was on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, what yeah. are you gonna do? Awful sad. Uh, what episode are we on to now, lads? We're on two hundred and sixty-nine. How the f- nice? How the nice. fuck is Steve missing this landmark <laughs> episode? Because he's an absolute coward. How dare absolute, he go get points? Absolute piece of shit. Uh, but you know what I really heard, Gordo? And look, it's far from me to speculate wildly on people and oh, speculate. You know, their kinks. Do all I heard, kinks. I heard a rumor that he actually hated the MGF William Regal promo this week. <laughs> I heard him say it was the worst thing he'd ever seen, and I heard him say it was worse than the Lashley Sisters and deserves to be nominated for 24-7. Do we need to rename oh, the 24-7 award after this? I, he'd, said we need, he'd said it needed to be renamed the MJF Nick, email award. Nick, can you do me a favor? Can you play the music? No. Oh. Because <laughs> I don't have it installed on this PC. Actually, oh. give, me, give me a minute or two. I might get it, be able to get it, but no. Talk, talk amongst yourselves. Gordo, what did you think? I know, obviously, we know what Steve thinks, but, like, what are your thoughts, emotions, feelings on it? Did you hate I it as mean, much as he did? I mean, I didn't hate it. You know, I... I will say I think it would have been average if it wasn't for the regal retort at the end. Mm. Um, I thought for as much as everyone was saying how great MJF was, I... St- Still think if you took his part in isolation, it's not a huge step up from the norm of what you see from MJF. Um, oh, baby. There we go. Oh, baby. Found it. Um, so Steve has nominated the MJF William Regal promo to be the worst moment of the week slash rolling worst moment of the year award. So he's no, he's nominated and voted yes for it. Of course, it's a wild yes. statement. Yeah, that's harsh. Um, <sighs> Um, very, 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 you know, 
strong feelings from Steve about how much he has hatred for this problem. Yeah, and I, we're jumping straight in at the deep end here. We're not even talking news yet. We're not even going to talk about the shows. This moment was so controversial in our group chat on Wednesday morning that we just have to talk about it straight away. Uh, and I'm worried that it might be a clean sweep. The current champ is Strowman redebuting and killing the entire tag division and for WWE. I mean, MJF managed to kill his career and William Regal in this promo. Like, So, you know, I mean, that's... He murdered him dead. He murdered him. Murdered him completely dead. Uh, yeah. Cool Combat Club, all dead, you know? Um, yeah, look, as I said, I, for me, I, I, I thought it was a great segment, but it was mainly because of both parts together, not just the MJF bit that everyone seemed to be so rigid over. Uh, I think, as I said, if it wasn't for the regal bit fighting back at the bite back at the end i think it would have been very par for the course for mjf yeah, i think it's the story he um, was telling as well along with just the promo the fact like yeah i think that's kind of what people are like oh and that's kind of what made it yeah so yeah no look at that i thought it was quite good i think steve is an absolutely delusional piece of shit and uh i i think i, I think whatever penis aids or multiple concussions he's he's suffering from does that cause him to think that way he is incredibly wrong so Oh. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I thought it was very good promo. So yeah, Steve is just on his own here, thinking that it's the worst thing. How could time. he be so wrong about this? I know, right? Like normally he's fairly in tune and he he's a fairly good intuition for you know knowing what's good or what's bad. I am shocked by him because this was an all timer. This was one of the greatest promos I've heard in years, if not decades. How could he think I, it was so bad? I think he's just been watching too much cornet lately. Is that it? Yeah. I, I think he I think he's part of the, the corny crew now at this stage. Oh Told the cornet is after grabbing hold of him. Shit, that's fucking dangerous, man. Oh. I wonder if it's also the lack of hot water for the last month. I mean he got it back for a day or two. And yeah. then yeah. it caused a leak all over the apartment. And then when he fixed that, he's after fucking it all up again. So I mean, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. For those because this out was Audi was following along with Hot Watergate. Um <laughs> hot Watergate. <laughs> Oh, Steve on day 28 I think it was got his hot water back um, and it's now gone again <laughs> sorry you broke me with that hot water gave you fucking broke me um, multiple chef's kisses for that uh, so yeah <laughs> we're, we're, we're resoundingly saying that Steve is fucking wrong on this anyway and that he loses 3-1 right Oh yeah, of course, yeah. He he loses 3-1 and he should never be allowed to comment on any promo segment ever again. Yes. Ba -ba 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 -bum -bum -bum. I don't understand. And we, uh, while we're here, we're just tied up in a nice little package. Moment of the week, wrapped up already, yeah? I think so, yeah. That was definitely the segment of the week. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Moment of the week could be uh, Kevin Owens calling JD McDonough. JD McDonough, <laughs> Google me. <laughs> We'll, uh, uh, we'll get to that one when we're we'll talking go, yeah. NXT because that, uh, I haven't seen NXT, so I'm going to need you to kind of help me through it a bit. Um, but go to the news first. Uh, obviously, the Hangman page suffered only hey, a concussion. We're straight to wrestling here. Liz Truss. <laughs> uh, she did not, in fact, outlast... A lettuce. No, the lettuce had a victory speech there in the last couple of hours. And everything. The lettuce did the victory speech already, and I missed it. Oh man, we should have live streamed that. Um, for the non-European and British and Irish wrestling fans, Liz Truss was the Prime Minister of England for 
46 days, I want to say. I think it's 44, 46, yeah, something in the 40s, I know. And uh, she, she, she gone. But unlike most democratic places where you'd go to the people and let them uh, nominate a new party and leader to run the country, nah, they're just going to play past the parcel with it and someone else will get it. Might even go back to Boris. Now, that would be fucking hilarious. That's, that's, you've been through this. You, you, you've been through this. It wasn't even that long ago. Um, I have just thought of a really fun game we could play. Ooh. We could do a longer or shorter Liz Truss or this 24-7 <laughs> title reign. <laughs> oh. So I can name someone and we can say if their longest 24-7 title reign is longer or shorter than Liz Truss's run as Prime Minister. And when you say 24-7 title reign, you're not actually talking about our 24-7 no, title. No, no, I'm talking about the copycat, not a real 24-7 title in my book, WWE 24-7 Championship. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha, okay, gotcha. okay. Right, so this is going to be, if there's people that have multiple, we're talking about their longest reign. Just okay. for context, okay? We'll start you off with an easy one. Uh, Reggie. Lower. Less. I'm going to say higher. So you're, Bo, you're saying Reggie's was less or less? Trust was Re- less. Reggie's was Reggie's less than his, than his trust. It was in fact higher. Reggie oh. was 112 mm. days with his longest reign. Mm. Uh, surprising that. What was Truss's uh, reign actually? So we 44 know. days, I believe. Nice. F- uh, same amount of time as David Blaine was in that box above the Thames. There's one for you. Let's see, who else do we go with? Uh, Bad Bunny. Oh, he more. was less. No, more. I'm going to say more because he had it for a bit. I think he had longer than you realize. Bad Bunny was in fact lower. 28 <sighs> days. I'm doing terrible at this game. 28 days later. Um, hey, yeah, I was proud of that one. Uh, b- b- uh, let's see, Dana Brooke. Oh, she's had it for ages, definitely more. Uh, oh, she yeah, did I drop more it. As well. She did like lose it to a ref or something at a house show. I still gonna say more. You are both correct. Dana yeah. Brooke has, in fact, had two separate reigns that are both longer. The Liz Truss's reign as Prime Minister. She had one that was 84 days and one that was 56. Um, yeah. Chicken sharing a stat as well. Jedward lasted longer on the X Factor than Liz Truss did as Prime Minister. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> this is so much fun. Uh, who are we going next? Oh, the king of the 24 7 title, R Truth. Ooh, he had lots of reigns, but I don't know if any of them are very like, sustained. He has had, he's had around about 55 reigns, I think, or something like that, hasn't he? <laughs> I, I think he has to have had at least one that was longer. Yeah, I think so as well. It must have been like, because there was a lot of times where there was a lot of almost, I don't know, it was a lot of, it would change and they end up back, end up back with him at the end of the segment. I'm going to say less. I don't think he had one actually that going that long. Bo, you are correct. Less. Yeah. His longest was 29 days. Uh, we'll go with two more uh, second last one Akira Tozawa say less yeah I'll go less too I'm trying to remember what he was champ I don't remember being too long but surprisingly he was, there, though. surprisingly he was quite close you were both right it was lower 42 days for Ooh. Tozawa so he was close he nearly beat Truss and he nearly beat the Lettuce um, and last but not least, we're going to celebrity one again here. 
Gronk. Uh, less. Less, yeah. Oh, no, he had it and he took it away for a while. Oh. I still, I still say, less. say less. Yeah, yeah. Gronk had the title for 68 days. Oh, oh that wow. wow. Yeah. God damn it. Yep. So that was your inaugural and only ever episode of <laughs> Which Was Longer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is a quality content you get from the uh the, the world streaming wrestling podcast emanating out of Galway, Ireland. And uh, and and Limerick. Claire. <laughs> oh Claire. Jesus. Yeah. My bad. Like, don't, this one's like, on don't me. put that evil on me. Don't put that fucking <laughs> evil on me. <laughs> Hopefully soon uh, to be Waterford again, what was I? So what else is going on in the real world before we get into wrestling? What did you do uh, this weekend? What's going on? Uh I got we got speaking of moving to Waterford, we got the official approval for the mortgage. Oh. Um, still, music. A lot more, still a lot more way to go, lots of legal shite and stuff, but yeah, we got the official uh, offer letter for the mortgage. Well that's the biggest hurdle to get over. Yeah. Now, admittedly, the, house, the house isn't going to be ready until this offer letter expires, but we've been told it should be okay to get it redid. But yeah, we'll see. Oh, if you get your approval now, do you get the lower rate of uh, interest as well, I wonder? Nah, it's the high rate. Ah, yeah. oh well. Probably only going to go up further anyway. Yeah, exactly. Now, I mean, like, um, we, have, we have a fixed rate for the first four years anyway, which, be low, which is lower. So we'll see. We'll shop around again after that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, mortgage. <laughs> I know it's coming soon, but I don't want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else has been going on in the world? You, was it, no, you were away this time the weekend before last, wasn't it? Yeah, two weekends ago. So. Ah, yes. We did a bit of streaming last weekend. We did, a little bit. bit of video gaming. Bit of video gaming, sure. I think we won mul- multiple crowns. I think we were like undefeated for a long time. I think recollection there being crowns. We weren't happy with some of the finals we were getting. Uh, ah, yes. What's the huge amount of squad finals, which, you know, sort your fucking shit out, lads. Uh, where uh, where would people find us, Gordo, if they wanted to watch the streaming? You see, if people were wanting to figure out what we were on about when we came, where we give out about the lack of finals and see us still win despite giving out about said finals, they could find us over on twitch.tv forward slash the AWP. Nice. Yeah. What, else, what do we do this weekend, Gordo? I actually don't remember. I have a feeling there was a lot of sport. Sports ball, yeah. So there's an awful lot of sports ball. The F1 is back this weekend. The qualifying's at 11 p.m. Uh, what? Where's it on Vegas, is it? No, no it's, it's on in uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, oh, nice. What time is the Grand Prix then? Uh, Grand Prix's 8 p.m. Which on Sunday, Saturday. Right Saturday. Sunday, which will clash with the football. I was going to say, what fucking football is it clashing with? That's grand. Gordo's finished watching the Packers. He's given up on them. I'm fucking not. <laughs> Fucking not. They're playing. They're playing at Washington on Sunday at six o'clock. I can't believe you're going to lose to a Washington team that doesn't even have its starting quarterback. Oh, don't fucking start! <laughs> you're not doing great this year, now. In fairness, I, they're not. But it's small things. I, I, I've been watching it back. That's what she said. you know. <laughs> You know the way I am when it comes to like looking at fucking weird, little reanalyzing football and stuff. 
It's small things that aren't going well for them. It's That's what she said. It's one guy fucking it up. That's also what, she, what said. she said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, simple things just like, you know, one person missing a block that they really should be making or someone being too high on a block when they should be low under losing leverage and or one lad supposed to be running a route that goes ten yards, but instead he runs the fourteen before cutting it off and it that leaves you know, it just moves coverage to places where it shouldn't be and stuff like that. So it's so it's just bad small coaching, it, bad players. It's, it's not shitty creative. That's it's, exactly it's, what you're saying. It's bad execution. They just need to keep things a bit more <laughs> simplistic and they'll get there. Um it's it, it, it's fine. I, I've seen them I've seen them in much worse spots before. Uh, so. Oh chicken got a great shout. The screenshot of Sam Allardyce. Even I managed my country for longer than Liz. Ah. <laughs> oh, the memes are going to be hilarious today, and Steve's not even here to enjoy them. Scandalous. So let's uh, talk else. about all the sports. I was going to say something else that lasted longer uh, than Liz Truss. Uh, Chris Evans' time as host of Top Gear. Oh, we don't talk about that. Mm. I remember Top Gear when it was a thing that people remember, watched. Remember good Top Gear? <laughs> yeah. At first, they, like, obviously they went over to Amazon and started Amazon. doing the Grand Tour. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I haven't watched that either. I watched the first season. Oh, it's so I'm sure good. It's still, sure, it's still doing the same thing, but it's, I don't know. I just I always forget about it. It's just there in the back end. It, because it, Top Gear was so heavily promoted, and it's a, a huge brand going back through the decades, and it was on BBC, so you'd often see ads for it, and it's easy to record and watch at your leisure. Uh, you know, Amazon Prime Video isn't exactly the front I mean, of mind it. streaming service. But you, you don't have, tend to go about to it. it. Yeah. Yeah, but seriously, it's class show. They, the last couple of seasons, they've gone more towards the multiple specials rather than a series of shows. I always enjoyed the specials more now. Yeah, the specials are fucking great. Like, I literally, as soon as one of them comes out, I'll sit down two hours, watch it, and enjoy every minute of it. And the Clarkson Farm one that he did during COVID, fucking amazing. Uh, there's a character in it, uh, I won't spoil it, but steals the show from Jeremy Clarkson and that's saying something. Mm. Um, yeah, let's talk about rugby for the next hour. <laughs> Big E made his debut. Big E made his debut for Munster this week. Um, not even joking. Um, alongside the Big Oose was there as well. Yeah, I forgot about Oose. Uh, we're not even joking. There's um, there's two players on the Munster team. Uh, Roman Salanoa is the prop. They call him the Big Oose. And then Big E is uh, Adogba, I think his name is. I can't really pronounce it very well. But uh, big behemoth of a man. He's only 19. He's going to destroy lads. Yeah, he's he a big boy. Oh, he's a big boy. Uh, but wrestling. Wrestling happened this week. I suppose we better get into it eventually and allegedly talk about some stuff. Concussions Hangman, happened this week. But Gordo, it was only a concussion, so it's okay. It's all. <sighs> only a concussion. You're the, uh, you're the expert, Gordo, on uh, CT and head injuries yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. I just, like, I just, just ask the fucking Dolphins coaching staff. It's only a concussion. Yeah, I'm a bit uh, I, I'm a bit torn on it because it's a stupid thing to say just a concussion in general. But at the same time, I get what he was going for insofar as it could have been a neck problem. 
So I get it, but it's still a stupid phrase. It's a phrase I don't think anyone should ever use. At least without clarifying that there was a possibility that it could have been a neck injury as well. Now, obviously, anyone who's seen it knows that. But I don't know. I just still think you should call out, you know, potential for it to be X, Y, Z. They've confirmed that it is only a concussion or whatever, as opposed to just, yeah, oh, good, it's just a concussion. That kind of word doesn't sit well with me. And this is in relation to Brian Alvarez, who says, uh, I quote, it appears it was just concussion, which is good news because it looked very scary when it happened. Um, The problem with Twitter is that context can go out the window very easily. Um, And it happens to some people more than others. I'll put it that way. And uh, Alvarez is definitely one of them. So like Gorda said, when it happened on TV, he was limp, lifeless, wasn't moving at all. But some people who have head injuries, they're still moving around, but they're a bit dazed or falling over the place, so to speak. So the fact that he wasn't moving suggested that it could have been worse insofar as paralysis or fucking even worse than that. The context of saying it's good news because it's only a concussion means that he's not paralyzed or something like that. But he'll be back. That like, doesn't. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't translate in Twitter very well. And, and I, and I when, also think when, when people like Brian Alvarez tweet these things, it also he has history of not speaking uh, great and explaining things properly. So yeah, I, I also think it's not necessarily a good look considering Adam Cole has essentially been off TV for two months with a bad concussion. Well, that's it though. But people are so different. It's not not ideal either. Uh, no, well, he's had what a three concussions within a year or something like that. Yeah, he's he's had a rough. He's had a very, very fucking rough. As we all know, the concussions, they don't affect everyone the same. And there's no like there's no such thing as the same concussion for people. No. So like if, if two people have head traumas, it's very rare that the exact trauma will happen to both people and that they have the same reaction to it as well. So, you know, it's it's a weird scenario. It's good that it's getting all the attention that it's getting for all the wrong reasons, because it has happened to other people and they've had to suffer through it. But the two at Tangavaloa issue from Miami has really brought it to light. And was yeah. it Chris Nowinski is uh, all over it as well with Twitter as well. So Yeah, uh, I must say that, that Nowinski himself came out and said it nearly a uh, fair play to the likes of Paul Turner for, and jumped, straight for, away, not, for not being afraid yeah. to call off a main event of a televised show that like, you know, the potential for it to even be a case of roll him over and pin him sort of situation. There was nothing. It was like, no, wave this shit off. Um, so yeah, fair play to fair play to, to them for how quick they acted and for how definitively they acted with it as well. To be like, no, fuck this. Don't call it off. Because, uh, yeah, they took no chances. They done everything right. They done right by him. Uh, yeah, just... Hope for a speedy recovery for the for the Wangman. Uh. Poor fucker. I don't know. Like looking at the slow mo that one of the guys shared. I think it was Tam in the in the chat. It almost looked like he got knocked on the actual clothesline from Mox directly, rather than the contact with the mat. And it didn't even look that hard in in you know by comparison to what other people have taken before and been okay. So it just goes to show how innocuous it can happen. Oh yeah, like anything, and just a knock to the head in general. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they say, obviously they're putting themselves at risk every day, and it, it just shows you literally any move 
something that I yeah. can happen. Like it's... But the, I think people are saying, uh, I don't want to try to get this wrong, so I'll try to explain it as best I can. It's not necessarily that you get hit in the head. It's the sudden movement of your head mm. is what causes a concussion. So obviously if you get hit in the head, your head moves and snaps and jars out of the way, but it could just be like a whiplash effect. It's got like is what it is. Yeah. So it could be whiplash. You don't actually get hit in the head during whiplash, but your brain gets moved at a sudden accelerated speed and that can cause concussion. So that just goes to show, you know, it isn't the case of, you know, taking 10 shots to the head from a chair will give you a concussion. It's not advised in any way, shape or form. But that's, you know, you could easily get a concussion from a whiplash more so than, or just as easily as you could get from hitting in the head from a chair. But poor fucker, man, that's, that was tough. Uh, but yeah, fair play to Turner and co. Uh, this podcast rightfully shits on AEW refereeing a lot, justifiably so. But I think we'll all agree, unless Steve, well, Steve probably fucking thought he should have start, kept the match going, to be fair, but... Yeah, well, Steve's a piece of shit. So. He's yeah, just a fucking arsehole. He is the worst person in the entire world. I, do you know what? I wish he got penis aids. <laughs> wow. There, I, I said it. I said it. It had to be yeah. said. May his showers ever be cold. <laughs> and both sides of his pillow be eternally warm. <laughs> um, so Dynamite moved to Tuesday because it had issues with uh, airing on Wednesday due to other sports. And uh, they kind of stacked their shows, calling it Title Tuesday, having four title matches. So NXT counter-programmed. And they brought in a lot of firepower. Every single segment, I think, had some made roster personnel. Uh, good or bad? What do you think? Is that a defending the territory or was it overshadowing what the show was trying to do and build new talent? I, I mean, they didn't announce a lot of them. So, like, if you were trying to counter-program... Like yeah. it, was, it was just an odd show. Like I watched it just before coming on here. And it was an odd show just because there was just so much main roster people on it. I mean, they had announced, obviously, the two women's matches. And I think they did they announce Kevin Owens thing in advance, or at least earlier that uh, day. I can't remember if they announced Owens, but they announced uh, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, they announced Raw. that on Raw. So, but like a random surprise appearance by Shinsuke Nakamura, like Sonya Deville was announced as well. So at first they had announced a lot of them, but um, who else randomly showed up? Um, Shotzi randomly showed up as well. Yeah, she posted a lot of Halloween at the end. Yeah, like it's, it was just a really odd show. Unless this is what they're planning on doing going forward is integrating the main roster more to try and get more eyeballs on it or something. I'm not sure. But it was just, it felt very left field for the show. Mm. Yeah, it, it felt left field. I, it wasn't I, bad, for me, just it's very different. Yeah, to me, I, I didn't see it as like counter-programming in such a way. I saw it as very much a counter counter programming uh it's a far as they knew they were going to lose some people with AEW moving to tuesday so it was an attempt to not drop too many viewers that's the way and i also, look at it it's still also a go-home show for a pay-per-view yeah. for a, sorry a premium live event this weekend so you also need to kind of stack it in some way and obviously if people are just tuning in to look at the bigger names that are going to be on the show, see what they're going to do with them. You also find out the matches are happening the weekend. You're like, I might tune into that. It, it, even if it wasn't up against AEW, it would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah, but it was... It was it AEW won the Tuesday Night War. <laughs> Just about. Uh, their numbers, apparently they had a huge lead-in from, was it baseball that was on before them? 
And yeah. apparently the numbers dwindled down to the point of where they were actually fairly neck and neck with uh, NXT throughout the show. Which was a bit weird to see, but... I think, was there, there was, what, four major sporting events on last night at the same time, or on Tuesday night at the same time? Was there baseball, basketball, and hockey? Baseball, basketball, hockey, and wrestling. Two wrestling shows. So, like, I can imagine that all the Nielsen boxes were fairly well divided up at that stage. But interesting, good to see, was it 1.7 million people watching wrestling on a Tuesday night? Yeah. Or whatever the figure was. My math no good right now. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of NXT's pay-per-view slash premium live events, supposedly they're going to announce a new one on Saturday night at Halloween Havoc. It is going to be something to do with the recent trademark that they have uh, filed uh, along the lines of Deadline. And it's going to happen on December 10th, which is coinciding with Ring of Honor's final battle. Mm. So it's good to see two developmental brands going head to head. Yep. Um, but apparently the Ring of Honor show is going to be in the afternoon show because it's a Sunday, I think. Check my I schedule. No, it's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, like no, it's Saturday. Sorry, but apparently the Ring of Honor show is a Saturday show. Saturday, but a Saturday afternoon show. So it might be over before NXT starts. Yeah. So if people were interested in watching actually, wrestling, it looks like they're going to have back to back shows. <laughs> Uh, interesting to see what they do, though. But apparently it's still going to be in the Performance Center, which kind of sucks. Uh, hopefully they get the fuck out of there for some yeah. bigger shows. Uh, Michaels did say that they want to get to earn again for the big shows, didn't he? I remember reading yeah. something about that during the week. They have to. Yeah, it makes I, them feel special. I mean, it's what built the brand was when they did like that first Brooklyn show is what made NXT explode. Mm. Plus, it gives the, the newer talent the feel for a bigger audience. Like, if they are only ever in the performance center and suddenly they get called up and they're doing SmackDown or Raw in front of 10,000 people. Roxanne Perez this week on SmackDown. Yeah, that's a fucking reality shock, big time. You know, if the whole point of getting these people ready for the main roster, you can't just drop them in at the deep end and say, oh, here you go, kid. Knock it out of the park. Don't like it. But maybe that's just my hatred for the uh, NXT crowd that's always in that venue. They, were, they, did, they did some decent chanting on this show. They weren't too bad on this one, in fairness. Um, the pop for uh, Kevin Owens light on Devlin. So, you know. <laughs> uh, speaking of someone who was on NXT this week, Carl Anderson. You were saying, Bo, that he's got some conflict with New Japan and uh, his appearance for Crown Jewel. So, yeah, he is scheduled to defend his... He is currently the New Japan Open... Uh, open uh, never Open White Champion. Uh, and he's scheduled to defend that title the same day as Crown Jewel. It's ah. not feasibly possible to make both shows. So he's already said he's not going to be at New Japan. Oh, that's no good. And they so even assume- on NXT this week, they even mentioned he's still a champion in Japan. So it's not like they're ignoring it. I wonder how that's going to play out. I can't imagine New Japan are too best pleased by that. Yeah. Uh, especially because he's got a long history with them, so he's kind of fucking him over from the from the height, really. But it'll be interesting. I, I, he either drops the belt or they'll give him courtesy and let him defend it wherever. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I mean, will he go Wrestle Kingdom? That's probably the next big show for New Japan, is it? Uh, they have a couple before that. I'd say some smaller. You know, they have big enough shows yeah. every month or two. Well, there's know, shows so. where they, the ones where they normally have like the G1 
contendership matches, you know, if you yeah, were exactly. for the, the case or whatever. I'd imagine they have um, something about the, around about the middle or end of November. Oh, shit, no, because that'd be, or, sorry, middle of December, I should say. Tell me, lads, have you seen the Athena match from AEW Dark Elevation? I just saw the clips. I haven't seen the match. Oh, baby. She beat that woman like she owed her money. There was a couple of potatoes landed in there now, so there were. <laughs> there were. Uh, hey. What's, what did it come out? Why? Uh, so there was a report. And if you will allow me to stall for time, I will yeah. find it. I believe it was something to do with your one forgot her comeback. Mm. Uh, I basically had to ask what it was. So then the match just kind of got more and more physical as far as I'm aware. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I have it here now. Uh, so it got a lot of attention, blah, blah, blah. There was a spot where Jody slipped on what was her comeback was supposed to be. Uh, we're told that Jody was a little lost and had asked Athena what was next in the match to get back on track. And then the match devolved into more physicality. Uh, several were quick to note that while they were confident Jody Threat was, had no problem in handling the physicality, that it shouldn't have been happened anyway and the communication should have been clearer. Those close to Athena indicate that each woman were approached by management after the match to make sure everything was okay. One source familiar with the situation believed that there should have been an opportunity to lead by example as opposed to letting it devolve. Those close to Athena believed that this was the way the match was going to go because of her having to switch to a heel rule role because of Jody's babyface hometown reaction. So it looks like it ended well and the, the two didn't fall out over it. Um, and to follow on from that point, it, to be fair to, to Jody, she didn't look out of place there and she was able to take the offense and kind of hold her own with it. But like there was, I think, three crazy spots. Like one of them was a couple of, was it back elbows? And then she just ground and pound on her. Yeah. And then a suplex over the top rope straight to the outside, followed up by immediately with a fucking drop kick into the fucking barriers. Oh, yeah, baby. She did not hold back. There was a. And to be honest, I want to see more of this, Athena. This should be her mm. thing. Yeah, but you don't want to be unsafe either, like. No, but you can do it in a way where it looks impactful without being dangerous. And I think she's talented enough to be able to do that. But it would be a hell of a gimmick for for a woman to have you. I don't, not, no one's coming to mind for a female wrestler that has such a gimmick. Or a shtick, or whatever way you want to call it. Of being just a pure out-and-out badass is going to hurt you and doesn't give a fuck. I mean, if you're talking about slap magging your opponents, other people, there is some people doing that gimmick, like... <laughs> uh, kayfabe, sandbagging. <laughs> okay, yes. so what you're saying is we need to have an Athena and Thunder Rosa match. Uh, yeah, I, I would watch that. Um, Thunderous. Yes, that would be... That would be, yes. That, uh, give, me, give me that, please. Yeah, um, I actually do want to see that match. I should... <laughs> Um, also on AEW, Ace Steel is officially gone. He gone. And he apparently was surprised. People is bad. He was surprised by this news. Apparently, <laughs> he was surprised that biting not just someone an EVP got him fired. What a run, though. <laughs> Gets hired. Was our, was makes his debut on TV. S- says fuck on TV. Bites Kenny Omega. Gets fired, and I'm sure he got sort of done this package. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we gave him wrestler of the week, didn't yeah. 
I think it was an easy option. I don't know if it was the right one, but I I can't say it was the wrong one either. I don't no. think you can, depending on the context, you can't really do what he did and stick no, around. Of course not. Now the question is, does Punk take this the wrong way? What? St- they still have not addressed this in any way. No, like, but interestingly, this week on Dynamite, Punk was featured in the Ring of Honor video package when they were showing all the mm. previous world champions. Yeah, and also like, Kevin Owens, young- Seth Rollins and stuff. They were, but this was the first time that the, the Punk was mentioned or shown on product since the, the brawl out. Mm. And they've gone out of their way to avoid mentioning his name. Also, they also, they also the mentioned Bucks, the Exactly, and they featured in a video package for Rampage. So it looks like th- this week there's been movement. Confirmation that ACL is gone and Punk and the Young Bucks featuring in video packages where they haven't within the last month. They're still not back in the Dynamite uh, video uh, entrance. What do you call it? At the entrance role for it. Yes, they're not back there yet, but we'll see when Rampage comes around in Dynamite next week if they've made their way back in or if there's any murmurings of them coming back. But I, I The think... other thing I, I wanted to bring up, sorry to cut across you, Gordo. No. They, in the Tony Khan interview with, Ariel Helwani. I listened to back after Helwani's comments that he wasn't too impressed with the, the interview. Tony Khan made a reference, and I don't think it was picked up by too many people. He was talking about people having office jobs, and he was talking about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. But within the same kind of sentence or the same moment that he was talking about them, he also referenced CM Punk. So it sounds like Punk has some form of an office job and or is on a full-term deal rather than just a contract. A lot more difficult to get rid of him, so. Well, actually, it's exactly. doesn't make a fucking difference. Well, it just means you're going to have to pay a hell of a lot more money. Um, um, but we're what? What was all out the first week of September? So we're six weeks on. Things have died down a lot. The, the product has stabilized massively. Uh, Moxley and Jericho have both signed extensions which have given them new backstage responsibilities it looks like they're getting ducks in a row which is fucking about time to see and if Punk and the Elite can put their grievances aside and do what's best for business I hate that fucking saying (laughs) then everyone should make money and they could make a hell of a fucking interesting storyline out of this but uh, wrestlers that's, that's are the big, notoriously... They're, they're, yeah, notorious for not having any sort of egos at all, those wrestlers. No, definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Fickle. 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 <laughs> uh, so, where do we start? Raw, I suppose. We'll go, we'll go chronological order. So, Raw happened this week. I breeze watched it with the lads, but you might have watched it in more detail. What happened? I'm trying uh, to remember. Oh, uh, Corbin and um, JBL. JBL cut an all timer of a promo. Corbin. With Baron Corbin. Yeah. Not happy. Baron. Happy. Baron Corbin. Despite having the same fucking shitty entrance music and everything, you had a chance to bring back either of his older entrance musics. Uh, why does Baron Corbin always have shit ring gear? Oh my God, that ring gear was so fucking bad. <laughs> Like, like ring gear should be an automatic win. There's no reason why anyone should have bad ring gear. They've got fucking costume people and you know sewing people on staff. You're getting paid fucking hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars a year 
How can you not invest in good ring gear? Is Sasha's husband still there? I think I so. I think should be. Hmm. But at the same time, it, this gear was so bad it made fucking Wheeler Yuta's original gear look legit. Oh, yeah, it was shocking bad. Um, that's case in point of how ring gear can, can transform the appearance of someone. Him now with the ring gear he has looks a million times better and a thousand times more believable as a wrestler than his previous fucking hippie gear that he had. Him referring yep. to Wheeler Yuta. Mm. Pronoun, pronouns, pal. Yes. All of them. Uh, but I saw the show opened with Bobby Lashley calling out uh, Brock Lesnar. They had a bit, and of, a had brawl. A little bit of a beatdown. Pull apart brawl. They love their old pull apart brawls. That was a hot start. We were, we were gone to an ad within eight minutes of the show starting. You know, you love to see it. It started mid promo. Like he was literally in the middle of a sentence when the show started. Yeah. I, um, I downloaded the results for. I don't know. I copied the results for a row. In a three hour show, looking at this, and I don't see any missing. So, like, how did they fill five or three hours of content if they only had five matches? Dynamite had four, which is very unusual for them as well. Uh, NXT at seven, SmackDown at six. Yeah, and I see it a lot of short matches though as well. It was yeah. weird. They usually do, to be fair. They they don't yeah. mess about, which is good. I'll give them credit for that. Uh yeah, it, it feels like there was more than five. I don't feel I don't think Raw dragged really at all. Uh, it did help that we got the speed runner. Dominic Mysterio defeated AJ Styles and I nearly <laughs> got sick. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Mysterio trying to do the three amigos is a fucking painful travesty. Uh, you know it's bad out. when AJ had to do the work for him, Mike. I've been trying to work it out. Does he? I think does he roll to the wrong side when he tries to pop his hips for the three amigos? Maybe. I'd have maybe. To look it back. Hmm. Whatever way I looked at it the other day is like I feel like he's popping to the wrong side, so he's having to roll over his opponent and then lift them. Whereas if he rolls the other way, he can roll with them, and then both of them kind of cooperate into it. It feels very, it feels very, very weird. Uh, uh, the five match they did almost have a match there was a scheduled match between Miz and Dexter Loomis that Miz and Dexter which they had a couple of segments time like kind of. yeah so there was oh a, what do you uh, what, what what we're talking Miz what do you think the, the story is what do you think the secret is he he accidentally uh, he accidentally knocked over his easel with a painting on it oh <laughs> Dexter wouldn't like that now it's either going to be something like that or Miz accidentally bumped into Indy when he was down to the Performance Center one day. I feel like this is going to go over as well as the anonymous Raw GM being Hornswoggle. I don't I, know I, why, but I have very low expectations for this. Yeah, I'm very worried about it. Yeah, I can't see that. Or, being or it's Miz say that they're thing. the biggest power couple in WWE when in reality Dexter thinks it's him and Indy. Index for life. Yeah. The, great, the like greatest love story of all time. It's, it's, I just feel it's going to be something to do with the two of them. rather than. Just oh, I think that's where they should bring it because it makes absolute sense. But I, I, I don't know what's the, the mechanism or the, the reason for it behind it. it oh. I'm not expecting much from it. Um, 
Yeah. Joe, what else happened? Seth Rollins defeated Matt Riddle. Yeah, and they've they're push looks like they're pushing Ali. So Mustafa Ali had a bit of a attack oh, after it. He looks like he's next up on live for the US title. Uh, yes, he looks good. Please. He's had a bit of a repackaging somewhat, mm. you know, with a new look, new hair, new clothes. I like it. Makes him I don't know why it I think before he might have been looking a bit too clean cut almost. Whereas now there's a bit of a, a bit of a rough edge to him and you can see mm. he's not gonna take any shit anymore. He looks so, like he might be a fighter now. Yeah, I, I uh, perished the thought that, you know, sports entertainers would look like actual fighters. That would be a horrible thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, but just, you know, the possibility of injecting him into a situation with Rollins and or Riddle is just, yes, please. Yeah. Yes, fucking please. And we also had the return of Elias as Elias. We did. Not to be confused with his younger brother Ezekiel, who had to suddenly retire from wrestling. Yeah, very I, sad. I'm still hoping for uh, Elias and Ezekiel to both make an appearance in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Just shaves his beard halfway through the match. Yeah, Elias Elias enters early, gets uh, gets eliminated on what looks like a nasty spot. Looks like he like blows out his knee or something. Referees have to help him to the back. The full shebang. I go all out and literally have refs help him out of there, or even stretcher him out. Uh, so yeah, completely written off, and then around about spot twenty five, twenty six. Know that lull before you get the last one yeah. or two big hitters in. That's when you have uh, Ezekiel come out. Um, yeah, that's why I do it anyway. Just something completely different. Then obviously both of them will have to be off TV for another month or two while Elias grows his beard back. <laughs> uh, I think I think I think he'd do it. I reckon yeah, he'd do it. Just I think for that, that work really well. That'd be really good. And then the other big thing from Raw was uh, JBL calling. Uh, Kevin Patrick Shamrock repeatedly. Not sure if racist. Yeah, it's like it's one of those weird. Okay. If, if you make that um, comment about anyone other than someone Irish, I can see people being offended by it. But the Irish thing is like, ah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like he was coming a leprechaun or something, maybe, but like, fair enough. Shamrocks. No blacks, no dogs, yeah. no shamrocks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird one. I don't like it. It's like yeah, it's a derogatory it was, term for someone from a certain nationality. It's it, it it's borderline, and like I think Nick said, if it was anyone bar an Irish person, there'd be a bit of uproar about it. But you know, we we just don't take offense too easy. So, nah, if we're just like, ah, sure, it is what it is. You know, uh, yeah, he's from Texas, like so. <laughs> what do you yeah. do? <laughs> pew 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also get a suit that fits. Oh my, my god, it's the state of that suit. <laughs> was he wearing fucking he MC Hammer's suit pants or something? He was trying to match up with the terrible outfit for Barry Gorman. Oh, that was so it's, bad. It's, it's their gimmick now, just wearing terrible fittings and horrible stuff. I saw him in the ring and he started talking. And I said to the lads, have you seen his suit yet? And obviously it took a few, a few moments for the screen to pan out because I think Corbin was making his entrance. And they're like, oh, for fuck's sake. You can fit two people in that suit. Crazy shit. Get your shit sorted, man. God damn it. Uh, let's wrap up main roster. So SmackDown last week, Sami Zayn defeated Kofi Kingston with some damn. fantastic interference by Jey Uso. Um, good all right now. He did a roll-up. Or Kofi had Sami rolled up and the ref's back was turned to the ropes. Jay kind of dived in feet first and kind of caused him to rotate over and Sammy got the pin. Then. Fucking chef's kiss. That's how good it was. 
Um, Braun Strowman did a thing. Who gives a fuck? Get off my TV screen. LA Knight defeated Mansoir. Uh, how good is it to have LA Knight actually on the main roster? And he's I am rigid. The heel thing, I, 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 I'm a bit surprised. But I think it works better for his character, though. Being not like a bad heel, but an arrogant heel. Mm. A nice yeah. arrogant heel who can back it up. They're, they're always good characters. And they're, it's almost like a Britt Baker to a degree, whereas you don't really hate them even though they're a heel. You like them because they're a heel who can back it up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you essentially you go along you, you go along with whatever they're portraying in the moment, I think. Yeah, until... And then they run up he, against the super baby face and then you, you cheer when they get their comeuppance. Yeah, exactly. You'll, exactly. You'll cheer when they get their comeuppance, but equally then, two months later, they could be in there against the likes of a... Let's say he could be in there against the likes of a Roman Reigns or something like that, and he ends up getting cheered. Or you, obviously, mm. I'm using Roman as a, a bad example, probably there. But you know what I mean. You'll, you'll be up against yeah. heels. You'll be up against the face at the moment, and people will boo because they'll be wanting him to get his comeuppance. But in a couple of months, he'll be up against someone, and he'll manage to talk his way to get people to cheer him. Uh, yeah. He's he's that good on the mic. Yeah, I'm not overly not overly worried. I'm just happy that he's uh, actually being him again and not. Like the the male the male models thing. Well, it'll probably work for the lads, and it's good to see them getting a bit of TV time. I'm happy for them. It it wasn't what he needed at all. He should never have uh, been with them. No, um, his sister quotations sister is so much better for that role. Right, she suits it way better. Yeah, yeah. And the two lads have the kind of weird charisma and weird connection together that uh, actually I see them making that work. Weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he he needed to be absolutely nowhere near this. So I'm glad they got um, him the hell away from it. Are you just... thinking that we're going to see Mansoir make his uh, triumphant return to Saudi Arabia next week? Not a oh, fucking I'm hope. Not in this gimmick. He'll get fucking <laughs> driven out of the country. Like uh, yeah, there be, be another plane. There be another plane stranded on the tarmac, lads. <laughs> uh, we're, we're being counter-programmed, lads. The Viper's just gone live. Again, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. How dare he? Someone go on to his stream and tell him that he's he's, hijacking us. He's currently running Windows 98 and he has, you know, old media media player, big green head speaker video. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. That's impressive. That man's streams (laughs) are something else, I have to say. Uh, uh, what else happened on Smackdown uh, oh yeah 20 year old Roxanne Perez made her main roster debut that was um, it was good for her she did well yeah. she held her own I thought um, Shotzi's getting a bit of a rub I think because she has the tank back and she's getting the entrance music as well and she just released the song yeah Dude, with Gordo's Bay he wishes I wish. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Co- oh, I cover wish. of I put a spell on you up on the official WWE media channels and everything up on YouTube and whatnot. Ah, so they signed away their lives. They're getting no money out of that. Yeah, no, not getting a penny. Uh, the lackeys from Legado del Fantasma made their debut, defeating Hit Row. Um, I don't care for Hit Row now at all anymore. Now that Swerve's not no. with them, it just no. it doesn't have the same vibe. It's just not the same. No. And the newly, newly signed to SmackDown young upstart Rey Mysterio won a fatal four-way match to become <laughs> the new number one contender for the IC title. That uh, got a big womp womp from me. 
Not that I yeah. really hate Mysterio. Obviously, he's a legend in the industry, but it's like, come on. It's something to do before you put Sheamus back in the title, kind of title picture again. It's to, to hold it over till Mania. You know, you need to have something in there. So it makes sense. And and Walter versus Mysterio is going to be a great match. Oh, Ray is going to get the shit kicked out of him. Like, we might witness an actual fucking murder. <laughs> uh, stranger things have happened. Okay, let's go to uh, NXT. Let's build it up. So, starting off, pick your poison match, Rhea Ripley versus Roxanne. What happened? Yeah. Um, I kind of only got a chance to speed watch this this afternoon. Um, so, I don't have huge, I didn't have to take down huge notes and detail on it. Um, this match got a lot more time than I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, it was a two-segment job. Uh, looked very competitive. I was worried we were going to have Rhea squatter on account of, you know, Rhea's the person that you're probably looking at being the one to take the title off of Bianca in the next couple of months. This was someone on developmental. This was Rhea's first match back, well, not on TV anyway. First TV match in 128 days. Yeah. So or something injured. like that. So, uh, yeah, she looked... She looked good. Uh, well, she always does. Uh, but yeah, very good match for the two of them. Uh, both of them came out of it looking great. Uh, Dominic, with a bit of a distraction finish, grabbed Roxanne's leg. Uh, just caused enough of a distraction that Rhea gets the riptide and the win. Uh, very fun match. Really, really good match to open. Nice. What happened afterwards? Or what happened next? I uh, don't think there was any kind of real fallout afterwards. Otherwise, sort of I think it just kind of went straight no. into. Uh, oh, I thought they would have gone to the other Pick Your Poison match. No, no that main event. Yeah. Oh. Well, I said yeah, well, the main event match, would say. Yeah. Um, okay, so what happened in that match? So to keep all the storyline together. Yeah, keep it together. Uh, it was a fairly short one, actually. Uh, only a couple of minutes long. Cora reaches for the kendo stick. Not really sure the kendo stick all painted black with the. Because it's special grip and stuff on it. Um, she goes to get the stick, goes to try and hit Raquel with it. Raquel catches it, uh, rips it out of her hands, and then hits her three times with it, I think, uh, causing a DQ. Cora runs from the ring. Um, Roxanne ends up running from the back, grabs her, flings her back into the ring, and tries to swing for with the stick herself, and uh, Cora escapes through the crowd. Setting sure, up for the sweet. weapons, weapons world match this Saturday. Yep. So they're, they're going to be seven shades out of each other, I'd hope. So nice. Yeah, it was fine. Um, Not spectacular, but it was solid. I see here Shinsuke Nakamura defeats uh, Stax. Uh, what? How? Because Tony D has a connection with the Yakuza. Yeah. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. Don't need any further uh, explanation it. there. That explains it all. Uh, Alba Fire defeated Sonya Deville. Why? I, did, I didn't get to watch this. Uh, uh, no, just because Sonya's backing up Mandy Rose and the whole that jazz. So yeah. Oh, because yeah. Sonya and Mandy left on such good terms on the main yep. roster. Bezzy mates. Yep. Totally mates. didn't try and, don't, totally didn't try and smash everywhere. your face. Yeah. That makes as much sense on NXT as Sean Spears coming back and helping out Wardlow. Yeah. <laughs> They're both yep. fucked up situations. Yeah, but he's got a chair. He's a chairman. Oh, God. Get it? I always wonder why they call him the chairman. 
Thank you, Gordon, for explaining that to me. Uh, Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes defeated Wes Lee and Oro Mensa. They're competitors in the ladder match, aren't they? Yes, yeah. they're four to six. So they also, um, the other two came out then and they all kind of did spots. To show Who are the other the two? Uh, uh, Nathan, Nathan Fraser. Fraser and... Is it Axiom? No? No. No. He uh, bet him for it. Big fucker, wasn't oh. it? Oh, uh, Wagner, Von Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Sorry, I tried to forget he exists at this stage. That fucking guy. Um, um what else have we got then? So, six man tag match: Cameron Grimes and uh, the OC defeated the Schism. OC got paid. Yeah, OC paid got paid because they love that money. Did yeah. they get paid in crypto though, or did they get paid no, cash money? It, it was very specifically clarified that they need to be paid in cash money. They like that paper. Ah. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, co-host for Halloween Havoc match, Quincy Elliott defeated Zion Quinn. Quincy Elliott is a is something, right? Um yeah. I don't know what yet, but it's definitely <laughs> something. Yes. I like him, yeah. I think he's, he's good. He's entertaining. Yeah, yeah so have... like I said, he's not boring. And I, I'm, I just want to see how it kind of plays out to see what... I'm supposed to feel or react to. <laughs> it's just very confusing right now. Yeah, Shotzi came out in this segment to be announced as the main host for Halloween Havoc, so now Quincy is going to be her co-host. Oh, good Lord. Last time she hosted Halloween Havoc. <laughs> oh, um, good Lord. Yeah. So might be some what output happened? changes. Was there issues? No, just, 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 uh, don't look it up on the work PC. Look up Shotzi. <laughs> Halloween Havoc and turn on the image search and uh... <laughs> okay uh, while I'm doing that do you want to talk about the main event uh, segment with Kevin Owens uh, yeah it's just a quick little kind of discussion the Kevin Owens show made his return uh, to try and hype up the title match the triple threat title match between Dragunov JD McDonough and Braun Breaker Kicker uh, so it started off with Owens basically saying how there was someone who was just trying to get in everyone's heads and being an absolute creep and just kind of freaks everyone out. And that's you, JD McDonough, Google me. Uh, which the internet has been absolutely loving the last couple of days for mm-hmm. reasons. Uh, yeah, the whole thing was based around the fact that, you know, JD is trying to get in the lads' heads and trying to turn them against each other, uh, dragging off a breaker, going back and forth about how, you know, they meant to... You know, they they, didn't, they weren't necessarily intending to hurt each other uh, or to hit each other last week, but it wasn't necessarily a mistake that they hit each other last week either. Uh, they didn't regret it. Uh, everyone was talking about how they were going to smash each other, yada, yada. Uh, whereas JD just gets on the mic eventually and says, well, you know, well, you two are arguing over who's the toughest and who's the, the hardest hitter in the company. Um, I gotta have my eyes on the more important prize and the more important title, and that's that title that's draped over your shoulder. Nice, simple, effective, and uh, this might surprise you, but it did devolve into a brawl at the end. What? what? I know there was a brawl. There was an actual brawl on a TV segment involving people that were going to be in a match in a couple of days. Uh, it started off nicely though. The security came in. It was a brawl between Dragonoff and Breaker. JD stood in the corner and just kind of laughing and applauding and egging them on. Uh, eventually, Dragonoff hits the torpedo headbutt on... Just Torpedo. Breaker. Doesn't have a second name on it. 
No, it's just uh, they, they start, I think they called it the torpedo headbutt once or twice, though, didn't they? Okay. So I might just so, be done with that instead. So I believe they called it the torpedo or the torpedo headbutt. But yeah, no more Moscow. We, we can't mess. We can't mention Moscow. Don't no. mention the war. Um, and then, yeah, if, uh, after Devlin or Devlin, then I end up can't believe it. Uh, McDonough goes for the uh, tries to go for the headbutt before the Devlin side, but gets uh, hit with a headbutt from. Dragonoff, who then stumbles back into the corner and nails him with a torpedo and picks up the title. But that's not all. A town down. Austin Theory, the future has come home. Uh, Mr. Money in the Bank himself, Austin Theory, comes out and just stands on the stage and holds up his briefcase as Dragonoff is holding up the title to close the show. Intriguing. Can he stay there? Can he stay there, please? <laughs> I I like You're it. Doing much with him on the main roster. It actually would make sense for him to take that, to be honest. Yeah. And it would also add a, a bit of extra intrigue into any future money in the banks if he was to do it. Yeah. I mean, they, well, they've teased that. I remember what? Even Edge Rumble, the time. Uh, Edge the time. That was the Rumble. The Rumble. Retreat, but, you know, same type of thing. It's, it is valid for NXT, but sure. Um, yeah, that was Romania as well. Rumble victory for Charlotte Challenge for the NXT title. Charlotte Challenge NXT at the time as well. Uh, yeah, um, I, I liked it. I thought it was a very good segment I, to close the show. Uh, thought it was a very good to, segment to close it, a good show. Do you have to say that Devlin's finisher makes no sense for the name now? Yeah. Uh, well, well, he's now just referred to it as the devil inside, which is kind of okay for the weird kind of fucked up personality yeah. thing he's got going on. It's not as bad now. He's He made sure to emphasize the devil inside. So he, he kind of covered it a bit. Yeah, still makes no sense. Call no. Devlin, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just watched or listened back to the, the bits of that promo that I shared in Discord. To me, that sounds like Kato was actually putting over McDonough. Oh, he was, yeah. You know, I, I, it wasn't just a cheap dig. No, 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 the, 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 the dig yeah. was there, but no, no, he, he put him over. Uh, as To be fair, pretty much everyone has, actually. Uh, he's been getting a lot of yeah. lot of praise and a lot of rope not on Twitter <laughs> not on Twitter uh, but on TV Twitter are, is, uh, the consensus of everybody so yeah. If, yeah if it said it on Twitter it must be true in no way a vocal minority uh, okay so let's breeze quickly through predictions for Halloween Havoc this weekend you got the matches up yeah, I got it here. So we've got to spin the wheel and make the deal to be determined match between Apollo Crews and Grayson Water. Surely Apollo needs to win. Yeah, they've been doing the whole thing where Grayson's getting freaked out by Crews and he, with Chucky even made fun of Water on yeah. NXT and stuff. Yeah, before before he uh, started arguing with uh, Chase U, which caused Tia Hale to drop an F-bomb. Hey, yeah. Uh, I know Apollo Crews is kind of the the face, and it makes sense logically for him to win. But I think Crazy Water needs the win. I think he needs something. Um, interesting. I, th- we'll I think Crews needs it more. You reckon? He's probably had a main roster run. He's gone back down, though. That's, so, yeah, yeah, because that's because he's gone back down. You need to kind of cement yourself again, because other than that, you know, he's just you got demoted, and yeah, I All think he, needs, he went needs up, it. gained and lost an accent, and done nothing else. Yeah, I think he needs it more. <laughs> Uh, well, moving on next to what I think is going to be match of the night, uh, the ambulance match, Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp. If Julius oh. loses, Brutus Creed will have to leave NXT. 
cannot wait for this. Uh, only for the fact that McDonough and Dragonoff are in the main event, I would agree with you that this could be match of the night. Uh, if they lead heavy on the two boys in the main event, I think we could have match of the year on our hands. That's how. I uh, think the, Julius Creed event. is a future John Cena level talent. Mm. He's Damon, out of this world. Yep. Damon Kemp is a future rock level talent. He can talk. He's got the look. You know, there's he's a great overall package. Phrasing. Phrasing. Uh, whereas Julius Creed just fucking looks the But he's not even no. the best athlete in his family. It's <laughs> uh, also uh, less allegations against him. <laughs> and he also seems to be the best sports entertainer. Uh, uh, okay, quick fire. Who's who you got? It's gotta be Julius, right? It's got it's gotta be Julius. Yeah, Julius. But uh this this match is gonna fuck. This mm-hmm. is uh, next on my list here is the spin the wheel, make the deal, weapons wild match. Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. You got a 50 50 it up, surely, with yeah. Roxy. Makes sense. I think this is Cora finally getting her comeuppance. Hopefully, she a bad bitch and she needs to be put down. It's either that or you're, it's either that or you're introducing a heavy to back up Cora. One or the other. Although with Roxy having a match on SmackDown, are they teasing bringing her up? And that's what I think they might call her up and have the, That's why you have the heavy come in to push mm. along Cora into the next chapter for her when you bring up Roxy. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking um, Roxy. Yeah, I think I think Roxy makes sense. Ladder match for the vacant NXT North American Championship: Carmelo Hayes versus Oro Mensa versus Wesley versus Von Wagner. Versus Nathan Fraser. It's Is not going to be Hayes. I don't think it's going to be It won't be Hayes. I no. think Carmelo's coming up too soon. I don't think it's worth putting the title back on him. They seem to be trying to make Wesley a thing. Mm. It ain't working, but they seem hell-bent on it. Uh, ridiculously good in the ring. There's just something not quite clicking. Okay. I think it's between Lee and Fraser for me. I think it, I was thinking Fraser, yeah. Final answer? I'm going to go Fraser. I'll say, I'll say Lee. Um, I'll, I'll say Lee. But yeah, I won't be surprised if you be Fraser. I'll go left field. Go Van Wagner. Need some sort uh, of title run. Um, co-main event. Singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose versus Alba Fire. Please take the belt off Mandy yes. Rose. Take Please. the fucking belt off, Mandy. It's long overdue. Oh, it's good long, Lord. long overdue. Her title Plus run is supposed to be ten times as long as fucking Liz Truss's reign as Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten about uh, that. That's a callback. Uh, okay, we want Alba Fire to win. Do you think Alba Fire will win? Like, well, we say this every time Maddie's against someone. Who else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get a better opportunity no. for someone with you know a very strong wrestling ability. And character who kind of fits the NXT mold for now, then Alba will be t- taken on. And a proven champ, like she held the NXT UK title for ages. So yeah. You, you know she'll be fine as a champ. Like. But do you think she'll do it? Final answer, yes or no? I'm going to go fire. I'm, I'm going to go fire. I, yeah, it, it has Lee to. Ray all the way. Excellent. And finally, triple threat match for the NXT Championship. Braun Bricka Kukur versus Ilya Dragunov. Versus JD McDonald Google me. I'm so fucking intrigued by this match. I honestly don't know what way they're going to go with it. Mm. Um, 
you, you know, every anytime there's a triple threat, you can often discount at least one person in it. I don't think you can discount any one of the three here. I actually think they could go any of the three ways. Any of the four. Four, technically, if you count Mr. A-Town down. Um, yeah, I'm really curious. Uh, yeah, the, the, the thoughts of an Ilya and Braun singles match could f- absolutely slap. But I, I, I do see there being a possibility of going with the angle of the two lads, get two in their heads about trying to take each other out, and JD sneaks it. Okay. And give me Michaels, a, Michaels is kind of main booker nowadays, and he's very, very high. He loves him. So yeah, okay. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say JD sneaks it. A bit, I'll be a same. bit of a homer here. I think he's gonna sneak mm-hmm. it. Not the Irish by show, showing, but it just makes sense for to see all the situation around it. I'd love you to be right, but I think Breaker to retain. I think he. I think you're you're you hit the nail on the head. Two boys would be too worried about each other, and Breaker comes in and takes advantage of one of them, and retains. I think it's going to be. It's it actually is the makings for a good show. There's mm. enough intrigue and just enough different types of matches that this should be good, and we'll be about five or six cans deep after watching UFC Saturday night as well. So oh, this baby. could be very entertaining. <laughs> oh, UFC followed by qualifying, followed by. Cans, followed by <laughs> wrestling, followed by cans, followed by nap time, followed by Sunday cans. <laughs> so that is NXT wrapped up in a nice little package. Let's move on to what was easily building to be one of the best dynamites of the year. Um, I don't say that lightly, but I think it's, I believe it to be true. Let's and just say that saying, way. You said building to obviously the main event and the injury, but they did cover mm-hmm. it, considering that that was obviously odd and audible. It was mm-hmm. a pretty good audible they ended up doing. Obviously, there was a bit of a delay in getting hanging out of range. But the whole of closing it was, bit was very good. It was so good that people actually thought it was a work. Yep. That's, I can see uh, that. We, me and Lisa were debating when we were watching it. Because like, I hadn't, because obviously Stephen went on about all the stuff he hadn't mentioned too much about what happened <laughs> at the end. And we were debating, like, is it a work? Is it not? And, like, there was a few things. Well, okay, no, that's definitely not a work. What's the, what's the seal the furs? Obviously, they were cutting back and all that. When they did cut back, the, the bottom ring rope being loose, we're like, okay, no, mm. it's not a work because they wouldn't have loosened the bottom rope yeah. if it was a work. To me, it was as soon as you saw Taz take the glasses off, you're like, okay, mm. no, this is serious. Um, so the show opened up with the trio's title match between the Death Triangle defending against Orange Cassidy and Friends. Uh, fuck, I love Orange Cassidy's new music. God it's damn good. it, it's so good. It's good. It, it's it works good. so well for him and the best friends. And this was a very good match. I was watching it with Pat because Gordo has been a lazy bitch and didn't come downstairs. Um, Sounds about right. This was very entertaining. Um, the... The angle that they're working with for, uh, oh, what's his name? British guy, Pack. Pack. So they're obviously having the internal struggles between Pack and the Lucha Bros because Pack wants to be a dirty heel bastard and win using nefarious means. Hammer time. Hammer time. It looks like they're going to maybe go their own ways in a not too distant future, which hopefully means Pack goes into a main event title feud. He needs it. He yeah. deserves it. He's earned it. I mean, he had that one match, triple threat match with, I don't know, with Kenny Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy. as well. Yeah. Uh, but he, yeah, he definitely won. 
considering um, one, one of the best matches they've had total on AEW was uh, Pack versus Kenny Omega as well. Like so, mm-hmm. he definitely has earned it. Uh, and like, even though like the trios is new and they want to give it some credence and all that, I get that. But the Lucha Bros can do their thing in in the main tag division, and it doesn't really hurt any of them. If anything, it gives both of them, Pack and the Lucha Bros, a bit more credibility and stability, and you know, a bit more momentum for their own things. So it would be nice to see that. But I don't know who's going to take the titles off them, unless the Elite are going to come back and somehow win it back off of them. I give it to the Dark Order. Oh, they should have won it. Yeah, they should have won it from the get go. It was such an, a layup, but Kenny's return overshadowed it somewhat. But that was such a layup, especially when you'd Hangman there as well. Anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. Um, second match in the show was a women's match, very early in the show. But uh, me and Pat were very entertained by Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. I thought this was a very good match. Thoughts, emotions, feelings? That was pretty good. Uh, as well. <laughs> yeah. 10 years in the making, apparently, as Excalibur said on the lead-in. So hmm. they obviously have history in Japan, and I don't know which promotion I'm going to assume Stardom. No, it wasn't Stardom. It was one of the smaller ones. Um, ah, Sean yeah. was there live, uh, live at Dynamite. Uh, Sean in the chat there. He was saying that it was very... Uh, live, anyway. It was a bit of a difference. He was saying that uh, Tony seemed very... What was the word he used? I can't remember now. But... Uh, Sean hates women's wrestling anyway I wouldn't yeah. pay too much credence to what he says got to bury that bastard you know the word. <laughs> find a sloppy I think sloppy, it was something like that, that. The word. sloppy was the word he used that was it uh, I thought it was though I like my expectations for women's matches in AEW probably wrongly is quite low um, but they haven't really given much reason to have high expectations for them but Tony and Sheed are two of the kind of more tenured people that they have on the roster. And obviously they have history together, so they work together quite well. Uh, but I was very entertained by it. I thought it was quite good. And if it had to happen again, I would definitely tune in to watch it. That's probably the best way I could say it. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And uh, we had the after the match, post-match, then uh, we had a bit of a brawl again. You know, brawls after matches always happens. Um, so... Britt Breaker and the la- the gals came out and then Paige came out and then Rio came out. Who's Paige? Or Soraya or Soraya, <laughs> whichever one it is. One of them got it wrong. Yeah, looks like uh, we're still, oh yeah. still building that out. Big match against all the gals. And as Sean says, Rio came out and she's lost even more weight. She's so she's small. Tiny. She's so, I mean, she always was small, but yeah, she definitely seems small. I don't, have to, just because we haven't seen her in a while, but she definitely feels smaller now than she ever was. And like, she's so good, but it's just hard to get invested in her because, you know, you, you suspend your belief so much. But if you see she, Rio in there with the likes of Jamie Hayter, you're like, there is absolutely no way in hell that she could do any sort of damage to Jamie Hayter. You just have to suspend your belief far too much. I feel like Rio should go for the TBS title. (laughs) Rio versus Jade Cargill would be a hell of a match. No, thank you. (laughs) There will be a murder. Uh, Intentionally or otherwise. (laughs) It probably didn't help that she was wearing oversized clothes. Makes her look even smaller. Yeah. Oversized Uh, clothes and wrestling seems to be a thing this week. So that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Dalton Castle and the boys put on a hell of a show with Chris yeah. Jericho. 
Dalton got well over. He well, I, I suppose to a degree he's fighting for a contract or fighting for uh, status on a roster. So he's nothing to lose by going out there, and we all know that he's a good wrestler. But it's trying to get that gimmick over with an AEW audience that might not have seen him before, mm. and. Jericho is doing the Lord's work and getting him and putting him over as well. So that was good to see. Uh, but who is but, going to be next for Chris Jericho? Uh, we know who's going to be next. Is it going to be Jerry Lynn? I Former guess, champion? I mean, I'd love it if it was. The fact that Jerry Lynn, if Jerry Lynn was coming out retirement to face anyone, and I thought Rob Van Dam, then I don't want to see it. <laughs> so uh-huh. this came about when Jericho came to the top of the ramp and you know said he's going to uh, desecrate all things Ring of Honor, and that included the commentators. And he went over and dragged Ian Rickabandy from the commentary desk, and Jerry Lynn came out to, to stop the beatdown, uh, which ended up with him getting was tombstoned or piledrivered onto the Ring of Honor belt. And in classic, uh, I want to say AEW medical shenanigans, they put a neck brace on Jerry Lynn, but then lift him up and walk him down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's how you know it's uh, it's all kayfabe is that they, they, they do something goofy like that. But when it's serious, they, they do all the precautions properly. Yeah. Uh, Morrison, the child is asking, uh, is saying the roster is getting way too bloated. Um, I got... Not go with that exact point, but um, one thing that's really starting to feel a bit off about AEW and just uh, really noticeable, there's too many fucking title belts. Mm. Everybody has a title belt or multiple. Yeah. Well, it, that's they what they need all to get value. to Ring of Honor. Yeah. They need to get Ring of Honor's titles off of AEW television. And hey, there apparently stop. is going to be a, a weekly show coming early next year, I believe. Yeah, because at the moment it's definitely way over. It's just everybody has a title. And like, well, that's it. Like it was like Smash, the champion versus the champion. And at the <laughs> ringside is the champion. You know, it's. It was Title Tuesday, and all matches had titles. <laughs> you know, where's the stakes? Where are, you, where are you fighting to be the guy to fight the guy? You know, uh, the ranking like, system have, has gone by the wayside because of all the titles. Yeah. And there was no like, title changes on Title Tuesday. Yeah, mm. and I think I, I don't know if it was Maltz was saying it, someone was saying it, but title matches aren't giving them any TV bumps anymore because they're just always happening. Yeah, you've saturated. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, something I saw from scrolling through Twitter just very quickly. Um, something I saw from kind of just going through Twitter on yesterday uh, was seeing from the amount of people that as soon as any of the Ring of Honor stuff started. People were just either tuning out or switching off or saying, cool, time to go do X, Y, Z. People don't care about the Ring of Honor stuff. Even with Jericho involved, it just does not seem to be hitting at all. People just don't give a flying fuck about it. Uh, which ties into what you said there a few minutes ago about need to get the AEW and Ring of Honor divide needs to come back in pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, because it's mm-hmm. starting to hurt them, I think. I mean, it's great that they have the brand, they've got all the history, and they can show all the video package, video footage, stuff like that, but they, it's too much to have two of them yeah. in one company right now. Yeah. Oh, breaking news. Uh, football-related news. Soccer-related news. I'll tune Aston, Villa, Aston Villa have confirmed that Stevie Gerrard has left the club with immediate effect following their 3-0 loss to AWFC tonight. 
Was he like a big Lance Trust fan or something? Uh, no, but he lost to Tony Khan. He, lo- he lost the Thursday Night War and oh. he, he took his ball and went home. How long? How much did he beat this trust by, and how long he lasted? Uh, uh, he's he's been he's been champ. He's been champ here. I mean, he's been manager there for nearly a year. I think that. Was okay. Him. Yeah, it was so. November last year. Yeah. Yeah. Rough one. Yeah. Um. What was going to say? So before we go into the main event, the big thing that you have to talk about from Dynamite this week was the promo between MJF and William Regal. So Regal is out there to talk to Shivani, and before he can even. Get going, MGF's music comes out, and you can see straight away he means business. Um, so he comes to the ring, he looks angry, you know, he's getting in Regal's face, and he starts talking about how when he was a 19-year-old kid, he was training with uh, Hawkins and Pat Buck, and he was learning his craft, learning his trade, and they say, well done, kid, you've, you, you've, you've got your first big break, you're going to be an extra for WWE. Goes down to WWE, starts doing some training classes, and he's in the ring and he's taking bumps. He's, t- he's learning, he's getting advice. Um, but William Regal isn't too pushed with him, you know. Regal, you know, says, you know, you're you're a bit young, go away, get some experience, send me a video package of uh, of a match and a promo every month, and we'll keep in contact. And when you're ready, we'll give you a call and bring you back. So he's kind of keeping him on the long finger. And MGF is selling the story the whole way through. He sends him his video of, uh, month one and his promo month one. Regal writes back, thank you very much. I'll enjoy looking forward to this. Month two does the same. Month three comes. MGF sends him the match, the promo. Regal comes back and says, and I paraphrase, kid, you, you're not cutting it right now. Go away and get better. Don't message me again. When you become a star, we'll contact you. Yeah, so like when you become a big enough star, I'll know about you or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Worse to that effect. And then MGF goes into how that affected him, that he was 19 years old, thrown to the wolves. Uh, and he came out with a line that was quite shocking. You know, he said that because of the way William Regal spoke to him, treated him, disregarded him, that he wanted to kill himself. I was like, oh, shit. That's not something you hear on uh, wrestling television. Especially with all the incidents that, you know, has happened with wrestlers over the, the mm. decades. Yeah. But in classic MGF style, he made it feel real. And he's, again, he's blurring the lines and he's done this before with his punk promo way back when, where, you know, he felt that punk let him down. And everyone's like, oh, shit, you know, you can you can sense the truth in what he's saying, even if it is complete bullshit. And that's why he's making himself out to be a very sympathetic heel. And the origin story of the master heel is continuing. Um, Gordo, I, you know, you I, I know you liked the William Regal aspect, so you can talk me through his reactions and, and how he dealt with this promo. Yeah, it was more the fact that Regal uh, kind of clapped back with the whole thing of, you know, he's, first of all, he smiled and he smirked at him over it. Which I thought was Even perfect. when he said that he felt like he wanted to kill himself, you cut, you you pan in on Regal's face and all you see is him grimming, grinning yeah. from ear to ear almost, yep. as if he's like, good, that's what I wanted you to say. Yep, and he chimed in with that. Uh, he, he claps back with, he's like, you know, 
he's like I'm ha- he's like a job done or something like that. I think is what he starts with, and then he goes into talking about what it was like for him having to break in. You know, basically, uh, you go. He left home at sixteen to go work um, to kind of go work the circuits over there, the the holiday camps and stuff like that, and going in there against fully grown men, and you know, you'd go to bed every night and. As you'd be getting ready for bed, you'd have blood running out of every hole in your body, and basically, how like even despite that, you wouldn't want to be, never want to be quitting, want to be proven that no, I am going to be a damn professional wrestler. None of this is going to break me. I'm going to go back there and I'm going to do the exact same thing again. It's like, it's like, and all it took was one email from me to make you feel that way. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. I see greatness in you, and he goes on. And he kind of talks about how he he sees certain things in. MJF and how we can see him becoming one of the biggest stars in the industry and all that stuff and it was yeah I just thought it was uh, I think Regal put what was a solid good MJF promo like uh, I, I don't want to make it sound like I was doing it a disservice earlier I, I enjoyed it but I think Regal's clap back at the end made what was a good MJF promo into a great overall promo yeah. And then the, the uh, ending, the closing off the show kind of tied off the whole package. So yeah, tying in then to the main event, you had Moxley against Hangman in Cincinnati, Moxley's hometown. They start off the match super hot. Hangman rushing out through the crowd, not even giving Moxley's full entrance. They're beating on each other for a good five minutes. They get around to the ring, they get into the ring, bell rings, they go outside and immediately the cameraman zooms in and watches John Moxley blade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't put the full blame on the cameraman here because Mox was effectively lying on his back, not in any way, shape or form, hiding the fact of what he was doing. But the camera looked at it, zoomed away and then looked back again. Uh, that's where you do blame the cameraman and the, the production crew. Uh, but, you know, it's not a, a wrestling match if John Moxley doesn't bleed. So at least we knew it was a wrestling match at that stage. Good match, hard match, no quarter ass, no quarter given. They're really only getting into the thick of it. And they weren't, they weren't even halfway through what their match would have been based on the time allowed. And obviously, Mox hits a, a clothesline and Hangman takes it poorly and gets concussed. So they have to stop the match straight away. Ref did a great job. Doc Samson did a great job. They called in for the medics to cut the cameras away to the commentary team. Talked through the card for Rampage and next week to buy time while they were taking Hangman out of the ring. And after they get him out of the ring, Moxie gets on the mic, talks to the crowd. You know, he's saying, you know, he's annoyed that it ended that way, but he wished well for for Hangman, you know. And I like the fact that he sold it, you know, this is tough business what we do. You know, if you get in here, you you know, you're you're putting yourself in danger. I know it can cross the line of whether, you know, you should be kind of talking like that when someone's just been seriously injured, but... I, I mean, think anyone who embrace it at the same time when exactly. this happens on everyone's mind, you know. Yeah, plus the fact you know, ultimately it is kayfabe fighting. You know, it's it's fake wrestling, so you're still telling a story no matter what. So, yes, you obviously want to make sure that person's doing well, that they're okay. The medics are doing all they can. Tie it into the content that you're telling as well. You know, it might be a little bit controversial. Obviously, Mox probably knew at that stage that he was responsive and could open his eyes and, you know, that it wasn't that serious. But 
I like the fact that, you know, he kind of made it a bit kayfabe. You know, you get in the ring with me, it's, you know, bad things are going to happen. I, I, gray area, but I liked it. But then he was talking about, you know, how MGF was talking shit and he wanted MGF to come down to the ring and, you know, let's get it on now. And that's what they teased. And that's what happened. MGF came out with his chip and a referee and as if he was going to cash it in a la money in the bank. Uh, did you think it was actually going to happen? It would have been one hell of an audible to call. Mm. I think so the only way they would have called the audible is if they had already made another promise to Mox that he was to drop the title to Hangman here. To get the time off. Like. So he could finally get his time off. Because mm. apparently um, this was the show he was going to come back with, come back to from his holiday after a brawl out. Because obviously it was in his hometown. The man is never going to get to take a holiday, like. Nah. And fairness, no. his, his wife's working there now, too, so, like, two people have to get holidays. Every day's a holiday. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, MGF comes down, runs into the rings, taking off his shirt, going to cash in, then he's like, no, 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 actually, no, I'm not going to do this right now. Because to tie in what he was saying with Regal earlier, Regal was saying, you know, you always take the shortcuts, you never earn it, you're, you know, he was angling that way that, you know, to, to be the top star, you have to go out there and prove to everyone that you are the top star. And that was kind of playing on MGF's mind when he was coming out to challenge or potentially challenge Mox for the title at the end of the show. He backs out and he says, no, I don't want to face you after you've just had a match. I want to face you when you're fully healthy, fully fit, ready to go, so that when I beat you, you can have no excuses and everyone will know that I'm the man. And again, it was a bit of a face promo. He got cheered in Cincinnati against Mox in Mox's hometown. So he said, and he's calling his shot, he's challenging Mox for the title at full gear in a few weeks' time. Good shit, pal. Mm-hmm. Yup. Yup, yup. Um, now, we won't lock him in. Do you think he wins the title at full Surely. gear? Surely. Surely. Yeah, you have to keep, while he's on the troll, you kind of have to give it to him. If he and wins, does he win clean? Does he prove that he is that guy that can win a match like that? Clean? No, I reckon he he goes this baby face-ish run right up to it and he cheats to it. He does everything he can but can't get the win and ref takes a bump or something happens and he takes the ring out and smacks him or something like that. Yeah, he'll be like, he'll be going to get, get something and then Regal will get in his face and he'll just punch Regal and then go to cheat. Mm, interesting. I'm all for it, and I'm fortunate I won't be able to watch this one live because I'll be away that weekend. So I will be turning off my phone for that night and watching this back. Because this is a Saturday pay-per-view as well in November, which is awesome. Yes, Saturday pay-per-views. I believe it's the 13th of November. So I will be driving all the way back to Galway on this Sunday. No, we're 12th. It's 13th Saturday. is a Sunday, though. Oh, maybe it is a Sunday. Let me Google uh, Google. Yeah. AW Full Gear. Saturday, 19th of November. 19th. Excellent. I won't be traveling, so I will be watching this live. Huzzah. Huzzah that is awesome keep. news. Gordo, you're buying this one. <laughs> yeah. Bo, you're welcome to come out for cans if you want. I'm trying to think if that's the weekend I have the wedding or if it's a different weekend. Or just <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, 19th, 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 19th. That's away. 19. Hey, 19. May 19th. Oh no, that's the week after. But okay, that's okay. I was like, please don't tell me that's the weekend out of my way. 
Oh, that was no, great. I can't wait for you to go away. It's so peaceful. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I've already said two fucking words to you all day today, you cunt. I did boo you, though. So, you know, I keep a tradition alive. Boo, gordo, boo. Boo, 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 gordo, boo. Boo. Hey, gordo, leave them kids alone. Uh, gordo, plug us oh, up. Weddings to be kind of. Not going to do best match, worst match first, no? Okay, what was your best match? I mean, now I don't know if I want to talk about it. Now that I've been put on the spot like this. Uh, okay, well, I will hijack it so because I've only seen such little wrestling this week. Uh, but I will give it to the trios match Death Triangle versus Best Friends. I I'm would prob- expect to be outvoted by something else on this, though. No, I think you'll probably die in mind. You actually can't think about else this week. Uh, I didn't get to see that match, so I'll have to go for something else. Uh, Fuck, just seeing how few matches I've actually seen this week. Um, fuck figure it out Rollins Riddle That's just right. because just because I had the aftermath of having Ali get involved as well uh, worst match of the week controversial Ooh, uh, Braun Strowman defeats local jobbers there you go yeah there we go sorted that's probably it, yeah. Best segment. Uh, I know MJF. Steve is not going to give this to MGF because he's a <laughs> fucking bollocks. I I heard Steve is going to give it to the Kevin Owens show from NXT. Yeah, he's a coward like that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go for the MGF segment with William Regal. I will go for the William Regal segment with MGF. <laughs> well, worst segment of the week, and Steve's already given his nomination for the MGF William Regal segment. He's mm-hmm. wrong. But like he thinks that that was the worst segment of the week. Hated it. Hated it with a passion. So he did. I actually don't know what bad segments there were. Um, can I, I give this exclusively to um, JBL's suit? That Just the suit. Not to do what he said. Just the suit. No, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, wrestler of the week. MJF. Ooh. Yeah, I think we encompass not just in-ring action into this uh, award, so I would fully ruin behind that. Uh, Wrestler encapsulates all sorts of wrestling performances. Okay, William Regal. Show of the week. Um, I will be going for Dynamite. Yeah, Dynamite. I'll be going dynamite, but NXT was very good. A lot of people were nest- on, uh, needlessly shitting on NXT. It, I thought uh, on, on you know the shithole that is Twitter, uh, but yeah, I thought NXT was actually quite a good show this week, despite it being a bit haphazard with having all the main roster folks there. I thought they done quite a good job. But yeah, uh, dynamite was dynamite was clear of it this week. The Sammy Guevara, what the fuck were you thinking, dumbass moment of the week? Uh, Athena. Yeah, it's that uh, that could hurt her in the long run. Yeah, it was it was a risky play, a bold strategy, Cotton. Um, yeah, I think she might have got away with it, just because the person she was in there with, you know, you almost tenured a new to roll with it. Did the deedful? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she Did got lucky with who she was in there with. Otherwise, that could have been very bad for her long term. I think. 
Yeah, it's a bit harsh to give it to her, but I think you know, there wasn't any other standout nominees, so to speak. Uh, let's have a quick look at the old bad takes for the week. So where are we starting? Uh, we don't have many, I don't think. Thirteen twenty. So, so the first one here is from Tam shared it from Bad News the Chief Rocker. Great Twitter name. Uh, he says Jericho has been as much a negative effect on AEW as Hogan was in WCW. Oh no. Oh, that's, that's, a, that, 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 that's a bad take. That could be an, that could be an all-timer. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's uh, that's going to take some beating. We're out of blocks hot with that one. Yeah, that's okay. Mm. Uh, next boy. one up from uh, Steve, who <laughs> we all know has bad takes this week. Uh, controversial take from Wrestling Scenarios says Bray Wyatt's return was better than CM Punk's return. That would be a hard no. That's a pretty bad take too. Yeah. <laughs> better produced, yes. Better Do overall, no. They both had their things that were made it better than the other, but no, to say it was outright better, no. Um, I know we didn't get to talk about it, or we didn't actually cover it, but Bray Wyatt's uh, speech on SmackDown last week. Very interesting. Hmm. I was not a fan. No. But I'm willing to let it play out. Yeah, I reckon if that, it seems like you're going down the split personality for the Wyatt Six rather than six different people. Yeah, let's just see, see how it works. Yeah, I think with Wyatt, and I know we often joke about the let it play out stuff. I think with anything Wyatt related, because of the way he operates, you legit do have to leave a play out and see where it actually goes. So. And the next one I shared from someone called Sidgwick. And he says, Mad, how after some unflattering Kane comparisons as a heel, Luchasaurus just worked a better match than that character managed in decades. Not mad, actually. Kane was shite. <sighs> Kane mm, was this shite. This is a really strong week for the god-awful takes. Yeah. Like, whatever you can say about the man behind Kane and what he's done in their last few years and the bad takes he has in real life... Kane, the wrestler, was arguably the best big man in the business. Yeah. Like, so, this is this is the same revisionist history that we've seen come out against Taker in recent years as well. Yeah, I mean, so, K- Kane as a person right now is a load of shite, but... Glenn <laughs> Jacobs is a fucking clown, but Kane yeah. was a fucking all-time great big man. So, no, yeah. that take is god-awful. It's clearly someone who's, like, only watched Kane's wrestling matches in like the last couple of years of his full-time run when he was in there as a 40 mid 40s something against the younger guys were not these were fucking blown out so he's having to take drop kicks weirdly and stuff like that because he's blown himself out for years of work and good matches go back to 99 2000 and you will see a fucking superstar a megastar oh the crowd reactions he was getting were some of the hottest on the fucking show every week and the next one is from Nick Quinn from Raj Giri. Oh, God. Hmm. He's the original one in the middle. Is the, the, so, yeah, the, I'm trying to see which way it's... In the, a screenshot in the screenshot is the bad take is where I read this. Okay, so the screenshot in the screenshot is, well, if you want to cool MJ off, promos like this will do it. 
Um, so he he tweeted that out live while watching Dynamite. Well, and someone quote up. tweeted. Someone yeah. quote tweeted and said, "Why did you delete this? You didn't want to get roasted for such a bad take. Stick to your guns. It's only wrestling." To which Raj Giri replied, "Because I thought the segment was great by the time it was over. I'm not afraid to criticize any product. Anyone that has followed me for a while knows this. But that ended up being really good. I don't know at what stage could you ever say that that was a bad promo. It started I, hot and it continued hot." I'll defend him on this. I'm actually going to defend him on this. Of course. Uh, no, to an extent. <laughs> the early stages, I just felt I was listening to a generic MJF promo. I was like, cool, he's shouting at someone again. We've heard this before. So I got it. He was especially just he was sh- especially, But especially because he was shouting at someone who hasn't really gotten physical in his time in the company. So like, okay, cool, this, this is going fucking nowhere. So I didn't... I kind of half get where he was getting from to like, it ended up being fantastic, but at the very early stages, I was like, okay, we might've heard this before. Not to a point um, where I think it was going to cool MJF off, but I, I do kind of get the point. But at the same time, he wasn't afraid to backtrack it and say he thought it was great by the end. So, okay. Okay. Gordon, shut up, shut up, shut up. Sorry. Sorry. I've been very rude now because I've just seen the next take. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. 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 I, I really want to talk about it. Yeah. So our good friends that we love to uh, triumph and ridicule, uh, Wrestling Joy, or Wrestle Joy, depending on whatever you want to call them, the people behind it. Formerly, so, the people formerly known as Wrestle Joy. Yeah, I won't want to name blast them, but I'm pretty sure you can figure it out if you want to. Tweeted out this week, tonight's AEW Dynamite is by far the worst AEW Dynamite in the history of the show. <sighs> Uh, okay, do I know? Do I not know? That's not a bad take. Oh wait, but wait, there is more. The other WrestleJoy, <laughs> the other person behind the account, tweeted a uh, uh, reply to that and said, "I can't put my finger on it, but it really feels like there's something missing tonight. They've been on fire for the last few weeks too." Yeah, do you know why I'm saying this isn't a bad take? They tweeted this Wednesday, Wednesday night. You know, the night that Dynamite wasn't on. Uh, Is that not a real tweet? It, it was a joke. It was a joke. Her saying there's something missing tonight. There was uh, no Dynamite on Wednesday. Uh, God damn it. Why couldn't it be real? You all got caught out by it. Yeah, because they're so, like, they are the sort of them. people that would expect, you would expect them to say that. Yeah, you would 100% expect them, but for once, they actually... They made yeah. it funny. Damn yeah, they made it funny for once. Hey, broken clock, lads. Broken clock. Yeah. Save, save, save. Edit that. Edit that. Edit that. <laughs> <laughs> All is forgiven. All is forgiven. Yeah, uh, that's two hours and seven minutes in, Steve. Edit that. <laughs> I don't know uh, if you're that So, far have in, we a winner? No, is anyone far. going to beat the original one? I think um, the OG, the Jericho yeah. negative Jericho. effect one. Yeah, I think that takes it. That's a, sure. a horrendous take. Shout out to Tam Fan for sharing that one because that is a fucking all timer. What a hero! You my boo, you my boo. 
Uh, Gordo, plug us up and take us home. Yeah, take her home because I gotta go get food because I am a hangry boy. Um, yeah, if people want to get more of us at the All Alleged Wrestling Podcast, you'll get us on all your usual podcast apps. So you'll get us on your iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening now. You're going to get us each and every week, so please check us out every week. Uh, you can also find us over on WrestlingSoup.com, along with the Wrestling Soup guys themselves and a load of other podcasts. Please show some love to the folks over there. Please also check out the Soup guys over on their Patreon as well. Uh, drop them some love over there. Also, shout out to our friends over at Canvas Theory, www.canvastheory.com. If you go over there and you use the promo code, there's no fucking need for it. There's really no need for it. No need uh, for your face if, either. Well, I know, but you're lucky you haven't had to see it today. Uh, but if you use the promo code AWP, you will get 10% off your entire order. So please make sure to check out canvastheory.com. You'll also find us over on Twitter. It's at the AWPod. On there, you'll also find a link to our Discord where you can come join in the fun each and every week. You can also drop any of your bad takes into our Bad Twitter Takes channel. Any really good tweets into our Tweet of the Week channel. Please, everyone, start using that. Uh, but you'll also just be able to join in the fun, have the memes and the chats during the week, have a bit of a laugh, and also get notified every time we go live, and also have the benefit of getting to hear the podcast live and in living color, unedited, a day or two earlier than you would have to as you're listening back to this now. Uh, you'll also find us over on Twitch most weekends, most Fridays and Saturdays. It's twitch.tv forward slash the AWP. So please make sure to drop us a follow over there. And also while you're over there, if you could please check out a friend of the show, the Girth Lord, the meme legend himself, Deliverance77, and drop him a follow. It will be much appreciated from every one of us. And if you do follow both of those accounts, we will send you feed pics or not send feed pics. Maybe. Whichever it's your preference. Hey. May, or may, not, may or may not send feed pics. We did it, lads. We did it. All the while, Steve has been an ultimate coward and having tasty, tasty pints. How fucking dare he? That bitch. That bitch. Say goodnight, oh. Good night, oh. Steve. Steve, the Texas home. Cheers. Thanks. Yeah. XOXO, gossip girl. <laughs>